Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. All right, Transformers, the topic I have for you today is called Planning Your Tomorrow. Planning Your Tomorrow. And I want to talk to you about this very important aspect, and that's really planning for what happens tomorrow. And when I mean tomorrow, I don't just mean the next day. I mean the weeks, the months, and the years that are actually coming ahead of us. You see, uncertainty breeds confusion. And when we are uncertain of what tomorrow brings or holds, we often think about the worst case scenario. That's what enters our minds. And we don't want to be like that. We don't want to have disaster thoughts in our mind. We want to plan for an effective tomorrow. And so today, I want to introduce you to an amazing man who will help set a platform for us for our talk. And I want to leave you with three key points that come out of this particular portion of Scripture. The person we're going to reference, reference today was a man who saw the disaster of what his people were facing and he was moved with a sense of responsibility to do something about it. Even though what had happened was out of his control, it was not his fault, it's what he did in the face of uncertainty that really highlights the great leader he was. You see, as a human race, we are facing a very existential crisis. And it's not what's happening around us in terms of the virus, but it's what's actually happening in our lives. The crisis I'm talking about is how do people adapt to a new existence when the old one is actually gone? See, some of us hope things will just go back to the way they used to be. Others think that the worst is yet to come, the worst will happen and will only get worse from here. And some others look with naive eyes to the future, thinking that nothing will change, we'll just go back to normal. The problem is that none of those mindsets, however, will prepare you for the future that is coming. It's going to be a very different future to the one that we are used to. The old world is gone, and it's a new existence from this point forward. Nothing like we've ever seen before. And you have to learn to live in the one that's coming, not in the one that's gone. And to do that, we're going to examine some of the actions of this amazing man from scriptures. He was a supremely gifted leader. And when disaster loomed, he was able to build a secure future for himself and his people. He was a man of faith and courage. And even if you're not a Christ follower, there's some great principles that you can take away from this amazing man. His name was Nehemiah. And so let's look into the life of Nehemiah and see what we can use to build our future in uncertain times. Nehemiah had a very important position as cupbearer to the king of Persia, which is actually in present-day Iran. He was serving at the luxury of this king because his people were captured many years ago and he was actually born and grew up in Babylon, a city far from his homeland. When we encounter Nehemiah in the text, he's actually in Susa, the winter residence of the king. And it is far from his place of home, his ancestral home in Jerusalem. 
It was here Nehemiah heard about the plight of his people in Jerusalem, that it was in disaster. Jerusalem still lay in ruins from its destruction by King Nebuchadnezzar 140 years earlier. A city that had its walls and gates broken down, it was entirely vulnerable to outside aggression. His passion for his people and his love for the city of God caused this desire to well up on the inside of him. His desire to see change was to see the future of his people secured and protected. He wanted to give them a safe home. And to be honest, which one of us here would not have the same desire to see our future, a better future for ourselves and our family, to see our family safe, to make sure our family has a great aspect or great outlook in our life, to ensure that our children will have something better than we actually did. All of us have that desire to see a better tomorrow than our past. What won't you do for your family? That's a good question to think about. Now, we might be set apart from Nehemiah for thousands of years. We might be set apart because we live in, in a different continent, in a different time period, in a different culture. But what connects us so utterly and completely is the human desire to provide something better for our family and our future. A place of safety and comfort. We have the same desire, don't we? To have a future that will give us you know, a hope, a, a better place to go to. A place that our children can grow up in are protected and are secure and are safe. And so Nehemiah didn't just think about this future. He planned for a future he wanted to see. And so like Nehemiah, we need to plan for a future that we want to see. While Nehemiah heard the, heard the need of his people, his heart cried out. He didn't just panic and make excuses and say, you know, I just hope this stuff gets fixed. And he didn't just say, I hope, well, things go back to normal soon. And, you know, they were out of whack, but they'll hopefully get back. So I'm just going to wait and see what happens and see what happens in tomorrow to what tomorrow will bring. He didn't say, well, they live so far away from me. And to be honest, I was not really born there. I was born here in Babylon. They caused their own problems. Let them fix it themselves. He didn't even say, well, I'm sad to see what happened there. I'm sure it'll work out for the best for them. Just need a little bit of time and things will just go back to normal. I'm sure things won't change for the worse. Nehemiah didn't do any of those things. He didn't even say, well, there are people in Jerusalem. There's leaders there. There's people there. They can get up and solve their own problems. You know, they have their own situation there. I'm just too far away. I'm just too busy. I have to take care of the king and all those needs. I have a lot of things on my plate already. I don't want to burden myself with planning for things that are out of my control. No, he didn't offer any of those excuses to anyone, including himself. He planned for what he wanted to see happen, and then he went about doing. What do you want to see happen in your future? In the next month, the next you know year, in the next few season, what do you want to see happen in your life? Do you hope things will just sort itself out and things will go back to normal? Or are you invested and planning for your future? See, when you make excuses for yourself, that really means you don't believe in yourself. 
Nehemiah didn't just sit still. He took the initiative to do something about an uncertain future. He put an action plan together. And so like Nehemiah, we need to do that. See, Nehemiah relied on God, but he didn't just throw up his hands in the air and say, well, I guess someone else will come and just take care of the situation and sort it out for me. He put an action plan together. He made a a list of what he needs to get done. And then he invited God into that situation. He prayed for God to come and make a way. See, here's an important thing. Just because you are not doing something does not mean you cannot plan something. Step up and believe you are able. God has commissioned you and called you and he's placed a great vision in you and he's planted that in you and it has to come to fruition. That vision for yourself, for your family, for your future, it's already there wrapped up on the inside. There's a stirring that's happening inside. The one you want to happen, the future you want to happen, is not just going to happen because you wish for it or hope for it. It happened for Nehemiah because he planned for it to happen. It's going to happen for you if you plan for it to happen. And so when an opportunity arises for Nehemiah, when the king says to him, Nehemiah, what's going on with you? What do you actually want? Nehemiah had already had his plan worked out. He says, well, let me check my plans. Well, here's my list. I want to get these things done. I just need these things on my list. And he said to the king, this is what I actually want. Remember, when there's a commission, there's always provision. When God plants in you a future for yourself, he will provide you the reassurance, the knowledge to get it done. However, you need to plan for this future, not wait for it to happen, hope for it to happen, and hope that it just falls out of the sky. And so key point number one, I want you to write this down. Believe in your future. Believe in your future. See, the natural is not a good indicator of the supernatural. When Nehemiah saw the natural walls of Jerusalem, they were burned and ruined He even had trouble making his way towards the city as their great stones had fallen from the wall and rolled into the valley. And there were many obstacles in the way to him actually getting his plan done. But what he saw was beyond the obstacles. He saw beyond the broken wall. He saw beyond the ruined city. He saw through the eyes of destiny. He was not dissuaded by what he saw because he knew what God had showed him. See, what God has placed in you, you can't be distracted by obstacles in front of you. So often in our lives, because we are in the natural and for a certain amount of time about, you know, we focus on the temporal things, we cannot see past into the supernatural, God's provision and, pro- and plan for our future. What we need to do is three, see through the eyes that God has given us, the vision that he's placed in, inside of us, and show us that we need, don't need to be caught up in the natural, that we need to focus on God's supernatural provision. See, vision and destiny are in the front of us, and the end purpose of God. We start with vision, and we walk into destiny. Without vision, you cannot step into destiny. And so God has given you vision to get you to your destiny. Do you believe in the future of your family, in yourself, your loved ones, your friends, your faith community? Do you want to have a better future? I believe you do, and I do too. So the question is, do you believe that God has given you a great future? Do you believe in the future that God has given you? If it's yes, it requires some action. Just like Nehemiah, he believed even when he did not see. And so faith has to kick in to help you 
see and visualize the future that God has given you. What we see around you and what you see around you does not always indicate the future you will inherit. Nehemiah started to work out of this building, building a future, even though it was in tough economic situations. It was a, it was a different time. It was a different situation. There was things going all around. And so often, you know, we wait for things to get better before we start doing something or before we start planning. And so many times I've even fallen into that trap where it's tough. You say, well, I'm just going to wait till things get better and then I'll invest, then I'll build, then I'll plan. Let's see what tomorrow holds. And if things get better, then we can start something. You see, most times we put things off and we never actually end up getting anything done. Or we wait too long and we miss the opportunity that's presented in front of us. Nehemiah planned and started his plans before things got better. In fact, because he planned and put things into action, it got better. And so planning and believing God is so essential to a certain future and a future that we have for ourselves. We need to put things into action. We need to plan things. We need to prepare things for the future that we actually want. Start now. Don't wait for tomorrow. Key point number two, keep focused. So often as Christ follows, we lose focus. Maintain focus on the plan and don't worry about what other people are doing. We spend an inordinate amount of time worrying about what other people are doing, what's happening in, in Joe's life or Sue's life or Mark's life or John's life, and we're not actually worrying about what happens in our life. You see, when you have your eyes fixed on someone else's work, your work is left unfinished. What you have to understand is that your plan is unique to you and God has given each and every one of us a specific purpose and that it's different from every single person around us. Here's what we fall into. And we often end up in this situation. Comparison leads to compromise. Comparison leads to compromise. When you start looking at what someone else is doing or comparing what they're doing or how far they're ahead of you in life and what they have and what you don't have, the only thing that is compromised is your future. Comparing does not actually build you up. Comparing does not make you better or smarter or stronger or faster. It doesn't do any of these things. All it leads to is distraction and ultimately to you failing to build into yourself the future that God has planned for you, the future that God has placed in your heart, the vision for your future. One thing that Nehemiah did was he focused on his plan and was not distracted by what others did or said around him. Even when people came to him to pull him away and tell him, come over here, Nehemiah, we want to talk with you, we want to have a meeting with you, he did not allow himself to be distracted from building the future that he had planned for himself and his people. He focused in on what God had called him to do what his vision was for his future. You know, they came to Nehemiah and said to him, come chat with us. And so this is what he actually writes down. He says, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should, I, why should the work stop while I leave it to you and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message 
And each time I gave them the same answer. Nehemiah did not allow himself to be distracted by what other people said and did. See, you can't allow yourself to be distracted by what happens around you. God has placed your future in your hands. It's a great future. It's a great project, like Nehemiah said. Why would you allow someone else to take your attention away from what will ultimately build you up and make you better? Do not be distracted by what people say and call you away from your great project. Think about where you want to be in a few months or years and work towards that plan. Plan towards that and execute it. Be laser focused on your future. Lean into it. Keep in mind that if you don't work on it, no one else is going to work on it. If you don't build into it, no one else is going to build into it. And so here's point number three. Rely on God to strengthen you. No matter how smart or well-planned or well-executed our our plans are, there's always external factors that will affect our plans. You cannot control everything around you. And Nehemiah was a man of faith and wisdom, and he knew he had to lean on God to help him accomplish his task. He was not so full of himself that he thought he could do it all by himself. See, we can't do everything by ourselves. We have to rely on someone and some things. He relied on the people that God had placed in his life to help him, and he knew when to ask for help. He had the humility to know that every great man or woman only succeeds when there are good people around them. And it's the same thing in our life. His reliance on people and his reliance on God is so evident through this text. He was always communicating with God and he always invited God into the midst of every situation. You see, Nehemiah prayed even before he made a request to the king. A lot of times, Nehemiah was intimidated by people during this great project. They brought false accusations against him. They made up stories about him. They tried to slander his name. They tried to discourage him. But Nehemiah knew through all of the discouragement that he could always rely on on God to lift him up. And like Nehemiah, we also need God to encourage us. And so when we seek him, he comes in to help us. And in times of discouragement and despair, in times of uncertainty and weakness, when we call on God, in the midst of our trials, God comes to help us. Nehemiah was not afraid to admit he was scared sometimes because people sometimes intimidated him And sometimes they intimidated us. And so Nehemiah writes these words and tells us, they're trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will be too weak for the work and will not be completed. But I prayed, and this is his prayer, now strengthen my hands. That's what he prayed. Nehemiah prayed to God and said, God, strengthen my hands. Strengthen me because there's so much stuff that comes to pull me away. And we can also pray like him. Pray to God to strengthen our hands, to strengthen our resolve, to strengthen our focus so we can laser in and we can focus in, we can lean into the future that God has planned for us. When God gives us the plan, we still need to consult him 
in making it come to pass. It's so instrumental that we realize that God wants to be part of our future and that he's given us a plan, but we need to consult him in the process. No matter how great a builder is, he needs to follow the plans of the architect. You might know how to build a great wall, but you just can't put a wall up anywhere and everywhere if you want to have a great house. You need to follow the plans given to you from an architect so you can have a house with great rooms. So even though we might be working out things we still want, we still need to get God to strengthen our hands, to come into midst, to give us the right insight, to give us the right timing, to give us the right direction. To really prepare for tomorrow, we need to plan today for a successful future. We need to ask God to guide us into this new future together. And so one of the key points is that in certain times, we face uncertain situations. But I want to assure you that even though it's uncertainty all around us, we have a God who can lead us with certainty through uncertain times. So I want you to think about the three points of planning your successful tomorrow today. And these three points, again, are number one, believe in your future. Number two, focus in. Keep focused. And number three, rely on God to strengthen you. Rely on God to guide you because he will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you comfortless. And I believe we can look with certain eyes to a future that God has prepared for us. So let's not be discouraged by what's going on and what's happening around us. And we might think that nothing will change or something will change or when will it change? But let's plan now while we're waiting for the future that you want to see in your life. And take examples from this amazing man, this amazing leadership man named Nehemiah, that we can learn and platform into our own lives. So let's pray and ask God to bless the plans that he's put into our spirits and into our lives. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We honor you and we bless you. We appreciate that you are always going before us to prepare a way for us. And just as you did with Nehemiah, when he saw the situation around him, you stirred up a great vision in his heart. And so, Lord God, stir up great visions in our hearts and our families so we can see a brighter future ahead of us. And Lord, let's just not sit down and think that it will just fall into place. But let's put plans into place. And when opportunities arrive, we're ready to provide or ask what's necessary. Let's provide for the future for our families and ourselves. Let's help those around us. Let's be inspired by people around us. And let's lean into that future that you have provided for us. Help us keep focused on where you're taking us. And let us not be distracted by everything that's going on around us. Even what people say or pull down or talk about us. Let's keep focused on where you're taking us. And last of all, God, I pray that you would come and strengthen our hands. As Nehemiah prayed, strengthen our hands. We're praying the same thing. Would you strengthen our hands? Would you strengthen our hearts? Would you strengthen our minds? Would you strengthen our future? Would you strengthen our families? Strengthen even the church all across the world. Strengthen us, O God. So we thank you. We honor you. And we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello again. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. 
would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.